Kevin. What is going on, everybody? We got Super Bowl talk. Yep. Happy Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> yes, we all agree that this day should be a federal holiday. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Maybe the day off, but it's a little 100%. different this year because I'm sure a lot of people are still working from home due to unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, but every other year should be a holiday. Yeah, it def- <laughs> I, I agree. Because every year, whatever you're hungover, whether from the drinking or just hungover just from too much football and wings and wonderful junk food. Yeah. But uh, let's get right into it. So the GOAT will not leave us and go away. He has won yet another Super Bowl with now a different team. So I guess we that's the one good takeaway for us haters out there that it's not yep. the Patriots anymore. But uh, I'm still filled with rage and salt as a extremely salty Steeler fan. But I'll try to keep it as neutral as possible. But you're still going to hear some salt. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and I'm salty as well. But you have to give credit to Brady. You have to give credit to the Tampa Bay defense. So they really stepped up. And they just completely shut down one of the most powerful offenses in, in all of the NFL. So – you have to give it credit where credit's due, and it was a great performance by them. Oh, yeah. I mean, way – I got all the respect for Brady, of course. Like, at this point, I can't, you can't really, like, try to make an excuse or this or that anymore. Like, the dude's just won again. And it's a team sport, so, like, yeah, I know all the talk is going to be about Brady, and I get it, and that's rightfully so. Like, that's not – I'm not going to argue against that, but – but definitely, especially for this Super Bowl, like this was de- more than just him. Obviously, like they have a, the Bucks have a pretty stacked team. Excuse me, their coaching staff phenomenal. Yep, all sides of the ball, and they really deserve a lot of credit. Like Todd Bowles had a ridiculous game plan. Yes, yep. it does help that the Chiefs' offensive line was pretty much they had two backup tackles. So yeah, it's kind of hard. So I think I think the game is going to end up different. At least a different score. Maybe the Bucks still win, but if Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, and they're if they're fully healthy on their own line, the Chiefs are scoring more than nine points. They're they're not not getting a touchdown. No, oh, yeah, which yeah. is unbelievable. I agree. Which is big credit, obviously, to the Bucks defense and Todd Bowles. I mean, that's crazy what they did. But I definitely, if there was, if they were at full strength at a offensive line right yeah it's a whole different yeah. game if, because if Mahomes is still making insane plays while <laughs> literally running for his life every play yeah he like his two incompletions that he had in the fourth quarter could be like ESPN's top 10 plays oh yeah that's, that's how good they were but. yeah the one where he's like literally he looked I saw somebody made <laughs> they put a parallel picture of What's his name? Ben Stiller's character from Dodgeball when he's like yeah. throwing it in the, during the montage, he's throwing it like side, he's completely like horizontal to the ground, di- uh, diving across, throwing, and that's literally what Mahomes did. Yeah. And they almost completed that pass <laughs> yeah. in the in the end zone, I think, <laughs> or yeah, close it was, yeah. to it. It hit him right in the, in the helmet. I don't yeah, know how the guy. Know how I think that. the guy just straight up like kind of dropped it. Yeah, there was a few bucks in the area, but like Mahomes yeah, put it in the it. only place. <laughs> You could catch that ball, and the dude was literally horizontal, flying through the air when he threw it, which is unbelievable. Oh yeah, the, the, the guy is crazy. Yeah, it's, he's just, uh, but he did show that walk. he's he's human. You know, he's he's Clark Kent sometimes because he's yeah. been Superman throughout his whole career. But just yesterday, he just he couldn't find it. He didn't have anything. Yeah, it was he unfortunate that he had that he fi- he finally had like a falling back to earth moment, and it was in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't really put it all on him. So, like, if anyone's saying, talking bad about Mahomes today, they're just an idiot (laughs) because he was definitely not the reason they lost. The reason they lost was, A, the offensive line was backups, so he's running for his life against a really good defense. Um, They couldn't handle some of the horrendous ref ball that was being called in the first half. And then their defense was playing soft, the Chiefs' defense. They weren't able to handle the ref, the bad penalties. And then they were causing their own penalties. Like, they were just – they played awful. Yep. Yeah. And that was a big – those were the big factors of why they lost. Like, it wasn't really Mahomes at all. He did everything in his power to do something. But guys weren't catching balls. They were, they were 
the bad penalties they were taking and also dealing with the refs <laughs> throwing some questionable calls out there. Yeah. Which but is that's the not Brady factor. Yeah, the Brady fact. Yeah, everybody, all the haters and all the skeptics are like, well, and I feel like you can't deny it. Like, you could watch like every single Brady game, and there's some kind of questionable, like, ah, what was that call? And it's like there was a while where the Chiefs had like seven or eight penalties. It was in the first half, and the Bucks only had one. I'm not yeah. saying like that straight up. It's a put on my tinfoil hat. It's rigged. It's all rigged. But like it's. But when you're the goat, you're gonna get the benefit of the doubt. It's like exactly. probably when you watch Michael Jordan, or even when you watch LeBron now, they're gonna get the calls. That's just yeah. how it is, unfortunately. Yeah, but for some reason, it just it just seems excessive in the first half. Like oh, yeah. throwing it all over the place. And no, some, you gotta let them play. It's the Super yeah. Bowl. Exactly. Like I'm not some, here to watch clock stoppages because one team's penalized every play. Like that's kind of annoying. Unless they're like really that bad. Yeah. Then by all means, yeah. But I mean, there's a certain amount, especially in the Super Bowl, you gotta just let them go. Like this is the ultimate entertainment machine. At the end of the day, that's really what it is. So yeah. kind of let it go, please. Unless if it's egregious. No, yeah, and I think Tyron Matthew was arguing with the ref, saying like, "Just let us play. Just let us play our game." And he he was being constrained by the the penalties too, because he couldn't do anything because they just were. No, he was limited, them. and then it got it really. You could tell it was getting under his skin, skin because then he was jawing with Brady, which I thought was awesome. Them going back yeah. and forth. <laughs> But once you do that, Tom is literally like Satan. So he's going to just, he's going to go after you. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to lose. That's yeah. how it is. He's literally, he's like, I'm going to go right back at you on that play. And he, play. Did, and he, he did a touchdown. touchdown to That's AB. It. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it was in. So, like, I'll go back to Beast. This could, literally, you couldn't have dialed up a worse way for the playoffs to unfold. <laughs> And the Super Bowl outcome and who scored in the Super Bowl if you're a Steeler fan. I mean, who cares, obviously, if you're not a Steeler fan. But, like, as a Steeler fan, this is like, are you kidding me? This is like pouring ridiculous amounts of salt in our gaping wound. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, I was like, I, was, I thought the first touchdown they were going to score was going to be Antonio Brown. I literally turned to my dad. I was like, you know the first touchdown is going to be scored is Antonio Brown. It's just going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, it was Gronk twice, which is still awful. Because it's just like, both of you, go away, please. But I was surprised about that because throughout the playoffs and like towards the end of the year, Gronk kind of took on like anything. a blocking role. He, he didn't do anything. big team team effort, but if you knew at some point if he was going to do anything offensively full explosion – Gonna be a Super Bowl. Yep, yep. and it's sure the right enough, time to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's just like we just gotta ride it out. <laughs> we just yeah. gotta ride it out till he. I mean, I was gonna say, regardless of the outcome of this game, Brady was coming back. He's coming back next year. Like I think he's oh, yeah. still coming back. Like why yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah, because lose. He Definitely, if they lost, he was totally yep. coming back. Yeah, and even exactly. if they win. He's just like, yeah, we won. This team's really good. I'm going to keep going. Why not? Yeah. And that's – I feel like that's going to happen. There's no way he's retiring. You're going to play until he's 50. Yeah, exactly. We just have to embrace that he's going to be here till he's like 55 and just – we just have to – we have to live with it because <laughs> it's going to happen. It's like it's like ruining football for me. It's like, yeah. come on, just go away, please. But, uh, but of course, I mean, well, it proves the bad guys can win sometimes. Look at Antonio Brown. Yep. Yeah, he got another shot and he took advantage of it. Yeah, <laughs> and he won. Which is crazy <laughs> that he got another shot. But yeah, it's which is he's kind of best the, buddies that, with Brady. Brady exactly. wanted him, and Brady's going to get what he wants. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to really argue with Brady or say no. No one. I don't think Brady's gone to the point of his life where no is not in his vocabulary. I think Bruce Arians like doesn't like AB. And he's no, still he said that team. before the season when there yeah. was like rumors they were gonna Tommy Boy was gonna bring it in, but Tommy is gonna his way or the it's either him his way or the highway. Like, yeah. come on, you're gonna side with Brady, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the dude, now you really can't argue. It's like dude's got seven. He literally is more than franchise. He is more than the franchise he won won all with. <laughs> 
and more Crazy. than my Steelers. So it's like, oh wow, yeah, this is just, just wonderful. Yeah, he's on a, he's on a, a mountain on his own. He's just yep, by himself. He's just the goat, whether you like it or not, you have to accept it, and that's it. And it's like. I'm Tom Brady. I have super Tom Brady fatigue because now it's like I won't be able to watch or put on any sports talk or anything else. <laughs> and while I'm doing one irony, uh, and we're talking about it, uh, because it's just gonna be his name at nauseum, and I'm just gonna be like, okay, I wish I was deaf <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, last year was probably was it like the best year because. He wasn't in it, but now, now that he won this one and he's gonna keep going, we're just gonna—he's gonna be in the news forever. And you know, like you said, we have fatigue, but it's just gonna continue. Oh well, this—it's never gonna go away because it's gonna be whenever anything else happens, even if it's someone else, it's just gonna be like, well, it's gonna let's look at the history books and the record <laughs> books, and it's just his name's gonna be literally riddled all over, and it's like, of course. Yep, and I know. Uh, Yesterday, I was talking about, like, if Mahomes could catch him, he needs, like, eight appearances. Or, no, he needs to win, like, eight times in order to be, like, considered better than Brady. Which yeah, is he's going to have to gonna do be that near impossible. Now. Yeah. Because that's not, like, I think head. Mahomes will be the next guy that we can be, like, who can you compare to this guy? But, like, seven Super Bowl wins and ten appearances. Literally, Tom Brady, what, came in the league in 2000, so the 21st yeah. century, and now it's 2021 I mean that season hasn't started yet so I'll just say the first two decades he's literally been in half of (laughs) the Super Bowls in this century yeah which is nuts which is disturbing to me because I I hate him and go away (laughs) because he's ruined many chances for my literally if Tom Brady was in the at least the AFC the Steelers would have maybe one or two appearances and a win in there and I'd be satisfied but uh, you can't be satisfied. Well, look at Tom. You, you cannot. You should never be satisfied. <laughs> yeah. His favorite ring is the next one. Exactly. So he's never sad. And you got to respect it. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of controversy. Con- wow, English is hard for Devin. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Um, <laughs> controversy. Controversy. Wow. Oh, my Lord. Um <laughs> Around him, because you have the early years, the spy gate thing, and the deflate gate. That's nonsense, the deflate gate. But the spy gate, there's still some validity to it, but there's really no, there's nothing else to it anymore. So you can't really, it's kind of irrelevant at this point, because yeah. he still won. Say say they did flat out blatantly cheat for those first three. He still won four others. Yeah, so he's still where he didn't cheat. So it's like okay, and he did it with one other team too in there. So yeah. it really does. There's no, there's nothing else you could say. The haters, all you could just say like I hate him, and that's it. Like congrats. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's part of the like why we're so fatigued or salty. It's just like I you're, you can't even. There's no like, well, 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 what about this or this, but that there is none. It's just nah. you're the goat until some other mysterious man comes out of the woodworks and wins like twelve Super Bowls, which is going to be virtually impossible. So it probably won't happen. But yeah, it's just like football is especially hard to win in general, yeah. especially in this NFL. Um, besides Tom Brady, it's literally like if you took take him out, it's like a different. It's always different teams. I mean, they're still the same couple of teams that are good in whatever era that are in there but it's usually it mixes up but there's the one constant is this dude so that just proves you are literally the greatest of all time right now yeah and it's it's worse for me because the jets actually brought him into the league yeah they they knocked out (laughs) they knocked out drew bledsoe and then he came in as the backup and he never left so we cause this pain for the NFL. Yeah, and we cause we're causing our own pain. I mean, we're we're, we're literally just like I don't even want I don't want to talk to him or hear about him. But I, what are we doing? The first fifteen minutes of the show is Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we it's we I have to concede and give it's all uh, him and mad respect and the goat's got another one and I think he's coming back again for more because why not? But. Uh, yeah. Overall, the game, 
and the experience, I would go from obviously game, commercials, halftime show, and I watched some of the pregame concert, whatever, all the other extracurriculars they had. Yeah. I would say very meh. In my opinion, I, I don't know what you'd say overall. Was, obviously, the game really wasn't that great um, oh, itself yeah. from a football standpoint. But yeah, the commercials, I, I eh. There was like there was a good couple of good gems, but overall, I feel like they were just lame. Like there was not really normal. Usually, there's some years where like every commercial is like interesting or like you're watching them intently yep. to a degree, and I did not feel that way at all this year. Like there was like a Every, like, other commercial break may or may not have had, like, oh, that was a pretty funny one, or, oh, that was, like, a sweet commercial. Otherwise, it was just, like, I was watching any other game, and there was the regular old commercials. Yep. And I think a lot of brands backed out this year because of the cost of it and because of, like, the, you know, the overall, there's a pandemic going on, oh, so you don't see, want that's to be interesting. too... So, I, I think... Because I know Budweiser didn't do a commercial. I was going to say, I didn't notice the, the Clydesdales, and I, I didn't cry watching a Budweiser commercial this year. So, But there was, I think it was uh, Samuel Adams did like a mock commercial. Like they had the horses, and then like they let them loose. Oh, so like they kinda like yeah, yeah. The Budweiser, that, that was pretty funny. But yeah, that was good. They did, yeah. All right, nice. Yeah, there was a few good, like the, the Drake from State Farm one was yep. pretty good. That was yeah. solid. I like that one. There was I like the Wayne's World one with Cardi B. That was yeah, that was that hilarious. Was that funny. was one of my favorites. <laughs> did, did you notice the the Reddit commercial? It was yes. like, it was very fast. It, yeah, that was quick, but I was like, yeah. ah, that's pretty good. I actually went back to read like what it said and it, they're like if we all come together like we could see what happens and like they spent their whole marketing budget that's on 5 awesome. seconds. That's yeah, huge. Cause, Reddit is I mean they call it they're like the front page of the internet. Reddit's a great place. Because yep. it's not only like a like a funny place that you can kind of mess around, and it's also like a lot of information and useful information, helpful. And there's so many subreddits for specific, literally anything you can think of. There's a subreddit for. I'm not even kidding. Yep. And, and they literally like disrupted the stock market two weeks ago. Yeah, they they proved that the stock market is <laughs> it's a fraudulent game essentially. Yeah. So now that the people realize, oh, this is how it works, finally. <laughs> then they're like, no, shut it down. We can't allow people to do this. It's like, well, you guys have been doing it the whole time. Yep. But that's yeah, a whole other podcast yep. right there. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, as, as soon as I, I would this, love this, to get into, but that's yeah, that'll be me ranting on capitalism for a little bit. But we'll, we'll, yeah, we we'll table that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but good for Reddit. That was That's a solid little subtle like disclaimer commercial they kind of thrown out there that was cool yeah like power to the people and use the, the free internet yep. um there was a few others that i'm the, now we had some good trailers for uh, uh falcon and winter so yes, soldier which i'm super oh, excited for that that's gonna yep. be awesome the more wandavision right now people if you're not watching wandavision <laughs> watch wandavision it is fantastic yep. even if you have no idea what's going on just watch that's it. like it's like that's part of the point and it's fantastic oh yeah that, that's a great show yeah that, they're doing I, a I really phenomenal that. job yeah um okay yeah so all right i mean i'd still say the commercials were subpar overall subpar there were some gems but a lot of the filler ones were just eh. it was like regular old ads and i would love to live in a world where there are no ads <laughs> No, I they, guess that's they, the streaming they, services now, once you pay the premium price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but NFL, you're not going to get anything for free. No, they, they want their live money. Television, yeah, they're going to do what they what they do. Yeah, they got to make their money, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the halftime show, well, I, I I thought it was pretty good. Like, I, it wasn't like to to me, it wasn't like oh, amazing this this wonderful like extravaganza. But I wasn't really expecting much. Like, I know The weekend's really awesome and talented, and I thought he did a great job. Um, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't really think it was phenomenal. But, like, that's I don't, I don't want to say that. Like, it's taking away from what it was. I thought it was just it was good. It's good for what it was. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, it wasn't, like, spectacular, but it was, uh, it was decent. And 
I, I like how he like he took it on the field and he took it. He was like in the stands. He took it all over the place, and uh, you know, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, so. it was cool. And we got probably the best meme of the night because you know there's yep. got to at least be one main meme from a event now because that's just what it. Whether the event is a fun, happy event or a tragic event, there will be a meme that will spawn from it because that's weird in the meme age. And that yep. was him running through the mirrors <laughs> and the light. Like I was, I do immediately watching. I was like, "This is the meme. This yep. is tonight's meme." That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and sure and, enough, and, it was, and that was pretty good. Yeah, all yeah, of it. I like all the renditions of the meme. Yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> like me wa- f- trying to find the bathroom after eating like thirty wings or something. So I saw those. That was, that was pretty good. Pretty funny. Um, now, but yeah, Super Bowl was was that. That was that's me. That's that was my overall grade uh, yeah. <laughs> for the yeah. Super Bowl. Is eh? Yeah, I agree. I, I expected the game to be a lot more competitive. I expected it to be you know back and forth, like less possession wins. But, yeah, I thought know. it was going to be like one of those like crazy games where some it was going to go like the lat go down the last minute, and sadly it was not. <laughs> I mean, like it kind of was. It, it was that kind of game for the Buccaneers, but. It, if the Chiefs showed up, that it would have been much better. Oh, it would have been a totally – yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a big-time nail-biter for both teams yeah. and awesome entertainment for the rest of us fans. Exactly, but it's okay. Sadly, Maybe next year not, we'll get that. Yeah, they're, uh, off, it was that offensive line being depleted was huge role, and then their, their defense not really being able to, to stop – Anything the Bucks really did offensively and dealing with those penalties, they, they really, it seemed they lost not only like the physical game, obviously, but they definitely lost the mental game. After they they were dealt with those questionable penalties, they never that that was just, they were stuck in their heads, and they were too worried about John with the other team, and then that caused more penalties that you couldn't argue, and then it was just it was a snowball effect from there, and they just couldn't overcome it. No, but by no by no means are the Chiefs like counted out. I, next year is probably going to be a oh they're the favorite. I think they already are the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year anyway. Yeah, I think I yeah. saw. And they're only going to get better. Like yeah, they're going to oh, be back yeah. there again next year, no, no doubt. And if this thing proved this game, it's just to the rest of the league, it's the most important positions, obviously besides quarterback, is offensive line and defensive line. Yep. Like, solidify your lines, and then everything else will kind of fall into place after that. Have a really good offensive line protection for your quarterback and run game. Defensive line, obviously just pass rush, run stuffing. And then having a really fast, like fast linebackers in the middle that can go sideline to sideline. And then you can kind of make... If you have everything else, you kind of makeshift your secondary. Obviously, you want somebody good, otherwise, liability. But yeah, I think you definitely want to invest everything up front. Obviously, quarterback, and then if you can get like fast linebackers in the middle, and that's like the name of the game now. Yep, definitely. That's exactly how I would build a team today. Because we start with the Buccaneers. They they had all those those factors, and they just dominated. So. Gotta yeah. follow that blueprint. Exactly. It worked in their favor. Um these the guys like receivers and running backs, they're kind for the most part, they're kinda like a dime dozen. Like you can find guys in the second, third, fourth round uh of drafts and they're they're gonna be pretty good. As long as you have a solid O line and a quarterback that can get them the ball, we can go run routes. Obviously not, but kind of get the point where you really want it's not the flashiest pick or the fun pick on draft day but drafting a good offensive tackle is is a wonderful move yep because that guy's gonna it's gonna make your offense actually fun to watch because your quarterback isn't running for their life they can run the ball and they can make plays out there otherwise if they're bad you saw what happened to Chiefs. You saw what happened to Steelers <laughs> late in the year. It was just like, okay, we can't do anything. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
you can have the the best running back, best quarterback, best wide receiver, but yeah, if your line isn't good, it's not gonna work out. It's really not gonna matter. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that that was that. That was the the nightmare Super Bowl for us Tom Brady haters, and or if you're just a Steeler fan, because I feel like there was just extra like salt in the wound. Because either way, you're gonna have an ex killer B win a Super Bowl. Granted, Bell did absolutely nothing. Yep, yeah. Literally nothing the entire time he was on the Chiefs. Essentially, <laughs> he pretty much has done nothing since he left the Steelers. But. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) At this point, and then they cut him, and then he didn't do anything with the Chiefs. Yeah, he made his money. Yep, he just lounging back. And and now he he had a Super Bowl appearance. I'm sure he could care less at this point. It kind of feels like it, but that's just me being salty. Still wish him the best of luck. Yeah, but I'm sure he could contribute somewhere. Like, oh yeah, the Chiefs will resign him, but he'll definitely be a contributing back next year. I feel like he's still a solid back. Obviously, he's not going to be what he was, but he's still going to be something. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 the scheme that has to fit him. Yeah, well. and the offense. Like gonna... that was another thing is people didn't realize like when he was on the Steelers, we had a really good offensive line, and they were with each other for a few years, so they knew how his style of run was. And then you had a good quarterback and a good passing game, so like it all meshed well together, so it looked great. So thinking you're just going to pick this guy up and, all right, we're going to have top five rushing attack already. When you look at the offensive line, you're like, uh, no, we're not. Yeah. No, and his, his uh, running style, too, is kind of like it's, it doesn't fit a lot of teams' uh, you know, scheme, especially yeah, with that the offensive line. Patient. If you don't have that, that good offensive line and to give him the holes to run through. He's, yeah, but and, it takes time to develop, whereas some a lot yeah. of running games and lines, it's just once you – hand that ball off it's you're hitting that hole and yep. these guys are pushing they would almost have to like like a hybrid pass block run block thing going on because he kind of waited for the gaps to open up and then shoot through the hole yep. that he could find but the thing with the jets was it was never a hole for him to run through <laughs> yeah so he couldn't he was just waiting in the backfield the whole time. Waiting in the backfield, getting like three yards of carry. And meanwhile, yep. Adam Gaze, who hated him for no reason at all, just didn't utilize him to his skill set and to help out the young quarterback at Sam Darnold. Yeah, no, that was just a nightmare. Yeah, that's a whole other, a whole other topic. <laughs> but that's all over now. So yeah, I'm it's all over now. That. So <laughs> hopefully a brighter future for you, you Jets fans. Yes. Um, still on the NFL, we got we had the NFL honors this past Saturday where they announced all the the yearly awards, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, etc. All those, uh, and I think all of them were pretty pretty solid. You can't really argue much. I mean, I'll argue the Defensive Player of the Year just because once again, salty Steeler fan here, it's more salt in the wound. Uh. I'm not going to say T.J. Watt was straight up robbed. That's kind of a gut reaction kind of salt move because you can't really argue what Aaron Donald is and does. I just think, like, the year T.J. Watt had was very defensive player of the year worthy. And I just think this past year, you like, you could have just gave it to him. Like, come on. But yeah. whatever. I mean, yeah, he beat him in every – a lot of the stats thing, but then they the the argument is he's the defensive tackle, so he's not going to get all those extra stats. And I get that, but like if you're just going to use that argument, or oh he got I saw this one, but he gets doubled and triple teamed, <laughs> as if no other player on the planet Earth doesn't get doubled or triple teamed. Okay, that's, <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Like that's false. Just oh, yeah. stop it. Of course you're going to double or triple team Aaron Donald because he's really good. You need to stop him. But it's it's saying that like he's the only guy getting doubled or triple teamed is so stupid. I don't even know where else what else to say. Oh yeah, I I completely agree. That's not a reason to give someone an award just because again triple team and double team. And I mean, and yeah, if you're going to not win the award to someone. Uh, Aaron Donald is the guy to win the, not win the award yeah. award to. He's like he's probably going to go down as one of the best defensive players of all time, 
if yeah. not the best, as what some people are saying now. Yeah, he, um, he's the heart and soul of that Rams defense. Yeah, so exactly. Him, and they were the top defense this year, I think, on certain stats-wise. But I don't know. I feel like just T.J. Watt was a game wrecker. Not that Aaron – and I'm not saying Aaron Donald wasn't. Like, I'm just – going through, like, looking at just T.J. Watt, and it was just like, this guy was nuts. He was a game, almost a game-changer every play. He led the league in sacks. He won the Deacon Jones Award, but that's literally just a award so they can give it to the guy who has the most sacks, which not necessarily means you're the defensive player of the year. And I get that, and I'm not saying that T.J. Watt deserves it just because he led the league sacks by like what a half a sack or a sack and a half something like that but uh i don't know i feel like it was just kind of i just i was just looking for something (laughs) at the end of the year and it was like and it couldn't even get couldn't even get tj watt to win i think if if watt continues this you know this run of success and does it does this again next year puts up the same numbers i you can't ignore you can't ignore him any longer you have yeah like it'll be three years in a row of worthy of defensive player of the year. I think he's going to have – I think I guess the good thing to take from it is that he's going to be, like, even more motivated than he already is. So, like, yeah, so wait for a 20-sack performance next year. I hope that would be great. I mean, you see what he posted on Twitter, and it's – or it was just Twitter. He just took the, the Michael Jordan from uh, the yeah, documentary, the, the and, just, and I took it personally, and that's yeah. all he put out. So, I was like, all right, that's pretty good. No, that's that's all the motivation you need. Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put him down. He's he's gonna have a. Good oh year yeah, I think he's year. only gonna get better. I mean, he's still young in the prime of his career, and he seems like he just gets better and better every year. Yep. So, are you predicting 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 it now that he's gonna win it next year? Uh, I mean, I'd like to say that, but uh, I feel like if I say it, he's not gonna do it. But <laughs> Um, I you know I will say, and I also will say if he does win it, the last time a Steeler has won Defensive Player of the Year, we made it to the Super Bowl. We didn't win it that year, but the last time before that, that's another Steeler made the or won the Defensive Player of the Year. They went to the Super Bowl and won it. So in recent under Tomlin, under Mike Tomlin, if a Steeler wins Defensive Player of the Year, there's a good chance they're going to the Super Bowl. I hope. Uh, right, so because it was James Harrison in two, 2008 and then Palomalo in 2010. All right, so if I'm a Steelers, Steelers fan, I'll, I'll taking that. Yeah, you want you yep. want a defensive player to win a, yep. <laughs> win the, that award. It's good luck. So yeah, it's a good good juju. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended there. Huh? Uh, he was in that solid commercial. Speaking of commercials before, he was in that good Verizon one with Sam Jackson. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a gaming. funny one. That was fun. Um, to go back, all right, so we had MVP Aaron Rodgers. I think. What did we say? I think I did. We say Aaron Rodgers. Did we both say he was going to win MVP? I think you said uh, Rodgers. I I think I said uh, Josh Allen. You said Josh Allen. Okay. Yeah. No, but uh, Rodgers deserved it, no doubt. He had a great yeah. year, and this is kind of his like revenge year for uh, for them drafting a quarterback last year. So <laughs> yeah, it was he, his he was chip out, on his shoulder to, year. Almost yeah. did it, but. His coach and defense kind of let him down that a <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah, but he, yeah, he had a great year, and he, he deserves it. So, mm-hmm. I'm happy that he won. Yeah, good for Aaron. That's his third or his second MVP? Uh, I forget that's his third. Yeah, it might be his third. I'm looking it up right now. But we had him win that. Had, yeah, that's uh, his third. Um, yeah. We had uh, offensive player was Derrick Henry. Deservingly so. He had a great Yeah, year. I think that was a good pick. Um, I don't remember what we said. I feel like I did say it was him. I know we at least mentioned him in it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we said him. Um, I think I, I also said maybe Tyreek Hill, too. Oh, yeah, Hill was up in, in there. and It was, might have been someone else, but I don't remember. But yeah, I think yeah. that was very deserving. I mean, he kind of, I mean, he had two thousand yards yeah. rusher, so that's kind of a big deal, especially in this passing NFL now. So that's still pretty yeah. impressive. 
Yeah, he, he's still like the heart and soul of that. Yeah, that he's Titans a game wrecker, and it's just yeah, he, what it is. Yeah, he, he he sets up the whole offense for them, and he makes everybody better around them. So yeah, and he softens up the defense they're playing, and it just he wears them down over time during those yep. games. Then we had offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. I think we said that. Yeah, I think that one you kind of. That had to go to him just because he had 31 touchdowns and even play every game. He broke the rookie. Did he break both the yards and the – I know he definitely broke the touchdown record, but I don't know if he broke the yards record. He might have. Um, it might have been just a passing touchdown. Just the passing touchdown. What, he had yeah. 31, I believe. It was before. Yeah. It was like 27. That was Baker had that. Because on this, the tweet from NFL says the most passing TDs by a rookie ever, rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, definitely deserving. So that kid's going to be real good. That's going to be fun watching him and Mahomes go at it for the next, like, 10, 15 years. That'll be fantastic. Yep. Uh, I was defense player of the year, Aaron Donald. Can't really – I mean, I would argue just because I'm arguing for T.J. Watt, but it's Aaron Donald still had a really – Ridiculous year, heart of that defense. TJ Watt should have won. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. I think that was unanimous. Yeah, that was kind of unanimous. I mean, there was the that safety for well, there's Antoine Winfield Jr. that could have been in there, and then there was one other guy that I always forget. We we talked about it the last time too, and I forget his on name the, on the Ravens, right? Oh, Patrick Queen, the linebacker. Yeah. He was pretty solid. So. No, there's yeah. I don't know if it was a guy in the Titans or someone else. I just I don't know why I keep blanking. Either way, Chase Young's kinda you can't really go wrong with that. No. Uh, yeah. He was very deserving of that. Um Walter Payton Man of the Year was Russell Wilson. I mean that one's just kinda like all the nominees could win it because it's just like who's just a really good person community, award. Yeah, community service. Yeah. Thing. Community outreach, yeah. So that's a good award. I, yeah, I, like, just, that I award. like that one because it kind of like because they, they do not. There's a, a nominee. Every team has one essentially, and then they yep. give one mega one, I guess, at the end of each year. And Russell Wilson got it. And I think that's a good yeah. pick. They get to wear the Walter Payton thing on their jersey. The rest yeah, of their they career, get that logo cool. on there, which is cool, or the helmet too. I think they get like a sticker. I think I think the helmet is like the nominees. Yes, the, all the not the, the teams, and then if you win it, you get it on your jersey from yep. there on out. Uh, oh, comeback player of the year. That was kind of a unanimous one too. You know, there's one dude that did vote for uh, Big Ben, which yeah. I saw people like really upset about that. Like, I think you can relax for one because. Literally, if it was any other year, and it was still the same situation for Big Ben, Big Ben wins the award. But obviously, you're going to give it to the guy that literally almost died or <laughs> lost his leg. So the fact that he even stepped foot on a field is, is comeback player of the year worthy. So, like, yep. yeah, I'm, no one's going to argue that. But, like, of course, it would it would figure that Big Ben would be a perfect – I mean, through 33 touchdowns, this and that won 12 games after missing pretty much all of last year to an elbow injury on his throwing arm. Um, but obviously Alex Smith literally almost died, so you you kind of have yeah, to yeah, give it to, to give him. It to him so yeah. otherwise that'd be kind of bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was year, good for, good ben. for him. Happy moment there. Yeah. Um, we got coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, definitely worth. Worth that. He he deserved that. I mean, bringing the Browns to the playoffs the first time and God knows when. Winning a playoff game against a rival, which is pretty cool for them. So, yeah, they yeah, he, definitely he deserving. It. So, for uh, for Stefanski right there. Yeah. yeah, there's no controversy around that one. Yeah. Well, hey, at least Claypool and Juju won Selly of the year. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. It's oh, it's fantastic. That. <laughs> that, that That's the only bone us Steeler fans were thrown was them winning Selly of the year and 
TJ Watt getting Deacon Jones Award. No, I will say the Hall of Fame, the guys that got in the Hall of Fame was awesome. Everybody who got in was, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a good Obviously, Peyton deserved, Charles Woodson, those guys. Um, uh, but Bill Nunn and Alan Fanica were the Steeler guys in there, finally for Alan Fanica and finally for Bill Nunn, who was a scout. They called him the Super Scout back in the 70s. Very important guy. Wouldn't have had the Steeler dynasty of the 70s and really would have he changed kind of the course of the NFL because he was the guy to scout uh, the historically black colleges when no one did that back wow. in the day and that kind of tapped in to those places. And then it opened up for more black athletes to go to the the other bigger schools like yeah. in the SEC and all those other, like Alabama, all those schools, like they would get more and more guys now. Yeah, so obviously very important yeah. for that for that Very important in, in NFL history there and yeah. and impactful. Oh, yeah, uh, overall, it's a, it's a great class this year. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, exciting. Drew Pearson, Tom Flores got in, all those guys. Calvin John Megatron, that was cool. Yeah, I, was he, the, he was the youngest, I think, guy to get inducted in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Yep, I think so because he retired pretty young, he, so. fairly early. I mean, he was getting beat up, so like I don't blame him. And you kind of no. want to live the rest of your life than just football, so I don't blame him for that. And yeah, but I think if he wasn't on the Lions his whole career, I think he would have had. Oh, uh, probably would have stayed more, and maybe yeah. would have won something. Who knows, he guy. might still be in the league today if yeah. it was for the Lions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the Lions are kind of a – I mean, look what Matt Stafford. Most of his career was honestly wasted. So, yep. good thing – good for him for getting traded <laughs> to the Rams, and now he's going to be able to compete for Super Bowls, hopefully. And yeah, they kind of oh, just yeah. kicked Jared Goff to the curb right there. Big yikes for him. Now he's in Detroit to go have fun up there. You go from L.A. <laughs> now you got to go. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sending you to cold Detroit. Have fun. Yeah, to a team that hasn't won anything in like Ever. 60 years. <laughs> now, really? now they're, they're the new Browns now. I think we should label them as the new Browns. Yeah, straight up. Because at least the Browns finally got a playoff win. It's Not a new that. age. Yeah, but I think that was a good trade for the Rams. It definitely puts them into contention now. Like his Goff was okay, but he wasn't. He wasn't the. It I think he was the guy. He was the one thing really holding that team back. Honestly. Yep. I mean, you even saw when they were in the Super Bowl a few years ago. He looked like a. He was lost. Yeah, he hasn't really recovered since then. He hasn't been. He hasn't been that good. No, so think, really, he's just been eh. There's only so much Sean McVay can do, so I guess he kind of said, screw it. Like, I just want – There's obviously there's some quarterbacks in the market that want to be traded, this and that. Let's just go out and get this guy. We we already don't have any first-round picks, so let's just put all our chips in on the table and try to go for it. So I, don't, I think that's a pretty bold move by the Rams and them, but I think it's a good move. Uh, Stafford might even turn into like the next Drew Brees, like have like a second career now. Yeah, with, I mean he's only what thirty one, thirty two. So as long as they keep him healthy, yeah, yeah, um, that's the biggest factor. At least another five years, probably five six years. Yes, yeah. as long as he stays healthy and his play doesn't drop off. Yeah, but I think this is rejuvenating now for Stafford. Yeah, he's, he's in a, good next a whole new situation, and I think that's just good, really good for him. And you, you know, I think you're going to see. A lot of success down there for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, enough NFL talk. Let's uh, let's divvy it up back to the uh, the hot stove. The hot stove has been getting cooking lately. And it's officially baseball season now. No, yeah. If, yep. I agree. It is now. <laughs> once once that game was over last night, I said to myself, "It's officially baseball season." I'm ready I'm for all of it. For. We I'm got pitchers and catchers in like a week and a half, which is exciting. But yep. uh, we had some big moves. We, obviously, the biggest one lately was uh, two of them. There's two big ones. We had the Nolan Arenado trade. Rockies traded him to the Cardinals, yep. which is a wonderful fit for them, and they only get even better. Yeah, but what was it, like four minor leaguers in yeah. cash? And the, yeah. the Rockies are, are 
paying the contract, right? Yeah. So I, I think the kind of honestly, the Cardinals got out of got out of that like bandits. It's un- yep. really unfortunate for the Rockies that they were just able to. They go from like, all right, we're gonna build around this guy, and they just never really did. And then they yeah, have yeah. to trade away your one of your all-time great players, probably arguably one of the best Rocky players of all time, up there with him and Tulowitzki and Todd Helton. Yep. It's unfortunate, but with this like COVID market now, a lot of owners don't have don't have a lot of money, and now it's kind of like these bigger teams with a lot of money are gonna kind of. Uh, yeah, it's almost that players. we're seeing that the league, the MLB should kind of implement a salary cap because you're just seeing it's going to be the same teams every year to an extent with maybe a few exceptions, and those same teams are going to be the teams with the highest payroll, Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, now the Mets, and honestly the Blue Jays, people forget they have the most, a lot of money, just their owners just finally decide to feel like spending it now which is a cool good thing like while this system is in place just spend the money that's clearly is what is winning for teams but uh yeah because then you got the pirates so think about it so trevor bauer gets a massive contract with the dodgers have literally no idea how they're paying everybody on that stack team so that's another thing yeah but he's getting 40 mil a year Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Pirates' entire payroll is thirty million. That shouldn't be that. You're what essentially the Pirates are doing is putting a glorified AAA team out for their pro team, right. which is that. Sh- like I feel like the league should step in and be like, you guys are clearly trying to never win. What yeah. is happening? Like that's uh, yeah. bogus. It's in a good sports town market, but they're just nothing. They have to right. just hope they get catch lightning in a bottle and like they did a few years ago and had a couple nice seasons and maybe they win something but otherwise since then and from the ninth since the Barry Bond days the Pirates are literally one of the worst baseball teams ever <laughs> oh yeah it, it's it's bad for the league you know the league has to try to you know like you said step in and try to like even the playing field here because these bigger teams are just going to keep taking advantage of these smaller market teams and they're just going to keep building super teams and it it's not good for the competition. No, it's 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 not good for competition. It's not good for you want to get more people watching these games and these other markets, even if they're smaller markets. They still have teams there, like in their. There's a reason they're there, and they will make money. They already they still do make money, but they make more. And why would you want every team to kind of be involved every year? Like, isn't that the goal? Obviously, you can't have every single team at the same playing field because that's just not how any life works but isn't that the whole point of pro leagues is to just try to win every year and year it's, out it, it should be but yeah obviously but it, it clearly isn't <laughs> and i know that they try to implement the like the more playoff teams to try to get more teams involved and they think that they can compete but you that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna uh, it's gonna incentivize them to spend no, it's just going to be like, all right, we just got to hope our guys are just going to win. <laughs> That's yeah, literally it. It's just like, all right. I mean, I think it's a good idea to kind of expand the playoffs a little bit. I have no issue with that. Um, not by too much, just because I feel like once you start adding, like, everybody in. Yeah, then it, like, dilutes the. Then it kind of, like, what's, it's supposed to be, like, the playoffs and the World Series is supposed to break down who are the best teams. Obviously, if half the league is in it, then that's wrong. But um, I have no issue with just, like, one or two extra teams in there. I think that's a great idea. Because then it, you obviously saw it made – it brought more interest. It made some games more exciting. And it opens it up a little bit. Yep. No, but baseball has to do – baseball is probably, like, the worst league right now in, in terms of, like, competition factor. They- yeah, I would agree to extent maybe – the NBA, but the NBA has figured a way out because guys just since they guys just leave willy nilly from team to team that like it, it almost like balances itself out kind of. Yeah, and in NBA you have like players going to smaller markets anyway, like they're just building super teams. And that's yeah, it. They're just like yeah, let's go to Charlotte. Too. I feel like making some super team down here. Let's go. Yeah, and that's yeah, cool. So like good for those towns. <laughs> yeah, so that, that works for them. But baseball just 
the, the same teams every year. Yeah, it's, it's like just the, the only really the big markets. And that's it, honestly. Maybe a few smaller teams here and there, but like it, it, they got to do something to kind of like mix it up. And I think implementing a salary cap, like or at least, uh, and when I mean that, like you have to get like a minimum to yeah, spend. Like, like when you have a like the Pirates, I'll use them again. They're only spending thirty million dollars on their entire pro payroll for that team, whereas literally Trevor Bauer is getting more in one year just himself than the entire team of the pirates that if that's happening you need to change something yeah like you need to force team i'm not saying that you just like give the pirates good players you just have to force them to be like you have to try you have to at least make it look like you're trying to win or put a team together yeah, just like make an offer to a free agent. Like, yeah, that isn't you, just you don't you're want going just full like cheat mode. I mean, there. any yeah. because they've shown they can produce good talent, but they just like once they become really good and valuable, they're like, all right, let's just get rid of them. Yeah, just constantly like resetting the farm system. It's and it's just, just like you're never ever gonna win anything. It's just gonna be we're gonna put a bad team out there. No fans are gonna show up in your own town, and it's a good sports town. If you start putting a team out there, fans are going to show up. Yep. Yeah, which makes more money and it's it's just more better, excitement. Better it's team. better for yep. your team and it's just better for the league and the game. Yep. Um, MLB has to. Has to yeah, they kind of. I feel like that's one thing they have to fix or kind of address. Yep. Um, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, but the, obviously the Bauer. So, what, what as a Mets fan, what were your thoughts on the Bauer signing? Were you really hoping to get him, or or was that just like overall Mets fandom talk and just oh, it's free? We have Cohen now, so every free agent we have to talk about is it one of those. No, well, like uh, going into this offseason, I just wanted them to be in with in talks with every free agent, knowing that we have the money. So I just wanted them to, you know, talk to Bauer, talk to Springer. Which they did, which I'm very happy about. Oh yeah, but yeah. So initially, I I wanted Bauer, but given like all the antics he did, like the social media stuff, that kind of like turned me off at the towards the end of the of free agency. So mm-hmm. I kind of didn't want him at the end. But it, it's always good to have the the top pitcher available in free agency. But I think uh, I think we have enough pitching right now where we didn't need to pay, we didn't need to pay him all that money because we have Degrom, we have all these guys and. He got. He's getting paid more than Degrom to be essentially like worse than Degrom. So <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't make sense for for us to pay him that much when we have a better pitcher on the staff. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. I I think the Mets you didn't really need to get him, especially for that price uh, too. Um, you already have a pretty ridiculous staff as it is. Obviously, it wouldn't hurt adding a guy like that, but exactly, yeah. But I, I think it's fine. I think you, I think Mets fans, regardless, with this offseason, should be very happy. I think there's really no reason to be disappointed at all. If you are, then you're just you're kind of nuts at this point. I mean, yeah, you got the Lindor. Like, the Lindor trade alone, you should just be happy with that, and that is it, really. Um, but otherwise, I think the Mets have done a great job. Cohen's, like, it's... Good, good things are coming for Mets and the Mets fans. Yeah, and, and by saving that forty million on Bauer, it gives us extra money to extend Lindor, extend Conforto, so it gives us a lot of flexibility. Yeah, exactly, to do other things and keep a team for a while. It's not just yeah. about one year and this and that. Like this is franchise. You're trying to hold, keep this thing going for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think we're better off staying away from them. So. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of annoying that he's on the Dodgers because they already have, like, literally everyone. And I don't know how. They're, they got to be – that luxury tax is going to be a little ridiculous. I mean, they're paying – you're already paying Mookie. You got Kershaw, and now you're paying Bauer. Yep. I mean, it's a ridiculous team. Kershaw, Bauer, Walker, Bueller, the the redhead guy, uh, that pitcher. I forget his name off the top uh, of my head. Dustin May. Dustin May, another solid guy there like that's a ridiculous pitching staff on top of their lineup that's already ridiculous so 
that'll be fun to watch them and the Padres going at it because they both have ridiculously stacked teams. Yep. Now, uh, going back to Bauer real quick, do you think he opts out after this year with $45 million coming to him next year? Mm, that's a good question, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's 40 this year, 45 next year, and then like 17 the year after. I think he does play next year, too. I mean, I think it depends what happens this year, but I think he definitely stays with them. I mean, just because that team is just nuts. They're still going to be good this year and next year. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. There's no way you could opt out of $45 million. No, you're going to take that money. You're yep. totally going to take that money. Especially a guy like Bauer, I feel like he's not going to not take that. Um, yeah, but I can see him opting out in the third year, like after the Yeah, after the definitely. Third year. Especially if he still has some two good years and they, he wins maybe a World Series in between then. He'll probably opt out with that, maybe try to go to a different team, make even more money and try to do something there. I wouldn't be surprised if that's that's the course of action Trevor takes. Yep. He's also a little crazy. So Yeah, he's a little – he, he's another like uh, polarizing character, Yeah, I would say. He's a little – has a lot to say and will say it, which I think is good. Like his style of and the trash talk here and there is good, and it's good for the league. Obviously, I don't agree always with what he does and says. He's a little, I guess, toolish. I don't know for lack of a better term. Yeah. But I, I but that's fine. Like you, the MLB still needs more guys like him. Maybe not exactly like him. That actually definitely not exactly like him. But they need more louder guys. He, he's kind of like a Strowman, where like yeah, you know, Strowman's like very vocal, and like the the numbers don't really match the the talk. But uh, I I think Strowman's better than him. But he, yeah, I, I would agree. Actually, if you broke down the numbers, really, Strowman yeah. I think is technically better. I know yeah. maybe it's hard to do it after this past year because it was a shorter year. But Bauer had a ridiculous year, one Cy Young. But Strowman's been hurt here and there. But I think if he never got hurt. Here and there, it would be a little different story. But I think Strowman, if Strowman's healthy, he can be better than Bauer. So that's another reason why I wouldn't, if I'm a Mets fan, I wouldn't really be that upset with not getting Bauer because you essentially already have your Bauer on your team. You just got to hope he stays healthy. And this yeah. is on top of having DeGrom, Syndergaard when he comes back. Uh, we, we, uh Carrasco. Carrasco, yeah. I forgot about that with the Lindor trade. Thought That was a, a completely underrated piece of that trade, and I thought that was a phenomenal job by the Mets getting him in there. Yep. And then we just traded for uh, Jordan Yamamoto from the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. solid. I, mean, I know we trade. We got uh, Steven Matz from you guys, which was, yep. I thought it was a solid pickup. Jays, good job. Can never have enough arms. Yep. I, I like the return we got back for, like, I think it was like three prospects. Yeah, we gave you who do we give? We gave you the the guy that um I didn't really know too much about the two other guys, but I know the one pitcher, Sean Reed Foley, he's probably the best one. Yeah. That I would say out of there. And he could he has starter potential, but I don't know if he's gonna be one. He might be better suited as just like a a reliever of some sort. Like a like an innings eater type guy. Either way, I'll take it. Yeah, we're those we're guys are valuable. I mean, they're not the most exciting pick that here and there, but they're in this MLB now. Those guys are extremely valuable. Say you have a starter that gets roughed up early, doesn't make it to the to the fourth or the fifth. You need a guy that can eat up two to three innings. That's the kind of guy that Sean Reed Foley is. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I like it. Yeah, no, I think that was a solid, like, mutual, like, all right, we'll take the starter. Here's a couple of guys, and it works out. Yeah, helps both teams, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, and I think – and I know the Jays still said they're they're not done yet. They're going to try to get one more guy, probably a starting pitcher, I hope, whether it's Odorizzi, uh, Tejon Walker, James Paxton, or – I know there was rumors of po- of possible trade for David Price. Would you do that? Would you take him back? I would because he really loved it in Toronto when he was there for that one half season. And if he's healthy, I'm sure he's going to be 
good, like solid. He's not going to be obviously yeah. what he was, but you can always use an extra veteran arm. Yeah, so, so yeah, I would totally I take him out. back for the right price, of course. Yeah. And I think they would be able to get a good, solid price. And I I know a lot of Jays fans early on, past couple of years, were complaining, like, why do they keep just, like, hoarding, like, draft um, – not draft picks, uh, just prospects, young guys, and years of control. And this is also why, so they can make free agent signings or trade guys so they have the, the flexibility. And they always – their GM, Russ Atkins, and the president uh, of baseball ops or for whatever his specific role, Mark Shapiro, they always they always constantly mention flexibility and with that stuff. So having just the flexibility of uh, just being able to get rid of guys or just knowing the luxury of having these guys already, whether they either become something on your team or they're good enough prospects that we can – use them as trade pieces. Yep. It's always good to have prospects like that because look at the Padres. They, they essentially just like gave up their whole farm system and now they're they're contenders. Now so, they're a contender for the next like two, three years. Yeah, so it, it's always good to have that flexibility to give those guys away. So exactly, get yeah. Back. I think it's so, a great way to build a team and I think the Jays are a really good spot for the next couple of years too and they got the Marcus Simeon pickup for one year which I thought was great. Gives them more that there's that word flexibility again, but in kind of a different sense, it gives them more of like a depth chart flexibility, yep. and you can move around guys. Um, but they have now they have they've added veteran, proven guys that are really good and have been there before and have won stuff. On top of the young guns that you're waiting to ex- fully explode in one full year finally, and now you're gonna have these guys for a while hopefully without yeah. fully paying them yet, which is – that's the goal. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you want to have these guys, you know, uh, blowing up before you have to pay them. So Yeah. And if you can try to win good. one or two before that, then yep, it, that's a win. And then if, whoever you do re-sign, that's just a bo- – those are bonuses. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I think this is the year for the Blue Jays where everything clicks. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I hope so, too. Um I mean, it's still going to be tough just because the AL East is stacked and it's going to be hard. But I think they do. I think they do make the playoffs and they make some noise. I'm not going to say they're going to go win the World Series. I mean, I think it's possible, but um, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to say that. I'm not going to raise my expectations for that and then get massively disappointed like I do in, during the football season. So, a little bit of a different fandom here. I get a lot more relaxed and just more excited just the fact that baseball will, will be back that's kind of just that that mentality yeah anything can happen so oh we'll, yeah we'll see uh, i'm excited for this year and, so uh, am i i mean just in general as a base just as a baseball fan in general it's gonna be awesome whether my yeah. team does well or not i think it's just gonna be a fun year got a lot yeah. of storylines a lot of exciting players on new teams uh the mets talk all that see how they do obviously we have the Dodgers and Padres in the west to battle it out Arenado now in the Cardinals so that looks like they might take over the central again yep yeah the Cubs kind of backing out now yeah I mean they did sign Jock Peterson kind of re- to replace Schwarber which is essentially what yep. that does kind of a more athletic Schwarber that's really what you got there if anything it's kind of like an upgrade to be honest yeah I can see that. Because he's defensively kind of still pretty solid, whereas Shorber never really was. Yeah, but it looks like we're going to get 162 games this year, so that's exciting. Yeah, that's good. We're back to somewhat normal <laughs> for them. Yeah. I, it's going to be tough. I don't think the Jays are not going to start off in Toronto. Hopefully by midseason they, they can go back there. I mean, I, I doubt it, but – it looks like they're going to be a team without a home again. Maybe the, I think they're probably going to play in uh, Dunedin, Florida, the the spring training facility because it's they're it's up to like pro facilities because that's spring training facilities where those guys are. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's on the East Coast still, so they're still going to be yeah. able to travel within reason to all the 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 rivals. And then we got the the fan factor. I don't know 
Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think they are going to allow fans, but it's probably going to be the limited, which I think is fine. You have to. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. I think I it, it would be nice if they can allow some fans in there. I mean, if the NFL did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's outdoors. It's outdoors it, in the warmer no months around. when the virus is not as bad, I think, and hope at this point. And hopefully by that point, more and more people are vaccinated, so it's going to yeah. minimize that. But obviously, I'm not an expert on all that stuff, so don't – nobody take my word for anything. But um, I think by the end of end of season, I think we'll, we'll probably be back to maybe like 80% capacity, I would hope. Yeah, which would be – that would be a, a huge win if that's – I'd even say 50% capacity yeah. would be yeah, a massive win at this point. Yeah, um, playoffs, World Series. Hopefully, we're at 100. Yeah, definitely get some more, more than just like the families of the players. Which I mean, that's still awesome that they did that. I'm not taking away that, but like, bring on the fans, please. Because yeah. I, I can't deal with this fa- the fake crowd noise anymore. No, I can't, it and it, 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 it takes away from some of these games, especially baseball too, especially in the uh, playoff type games. Yeah. Uh, you need that that extra that extra. Everybody's on their feet. It's loud. It's it, it's yep. it's no play. You're looking away. It's you're constantly you're in, everybody's in the game and all eyes are on the field. Yeah. Uh yeah. All right. So that's uh that'll do it for uh, episode ten of joy and pain. Super Bowl conclusion with another Tom Brady win for all of us to suffer in. Uh, or unless if you're a fan of him, then congrats. Um, enjoy yourself. Uh, hot stove still coming up. It's coming to an end, though, um, because we got pitchers and catchers coming up shortly and baseball season about to start. NBA and hockey in full swing. And uh, that'll do it for this episode. Please tune in for our next one. That'll do it for Chris and Devin. You guys have a good one. Peace out.